let's just tell him how much we love him. Let's tell him how much we appreciate him. Let's tell him how wonderful he is. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are amazing, God. Ah, yes, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Let me just say a prayer before I even read a scripture. So I won't have to have you um, stand again. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your love and your tender mercies. Thank you for your kindness. For your patience with us. For your blessings in our lives. Thank you, God, for helping us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being fair-minded. Thank you for being mindful of us. We ask tonight, oh God, that your word will reach our hearts. I pray that our hearts will be of good ground. That your word will not return void unto you. Strengthen your people tonight, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, that you will hide me and allow your glory to shine forth. Jesus, nothing but your glory. Nothing but your glory. And somebody say, in Jesus' name. Again, in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated. Clap your hands as you sit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where's that young lady that just did that praise? She's changing. She just messed me up. She just messed me up. 
and I didn't I don't I've never heard that song that you sang the last praise and worship song I never heard that before but I like that song hallelujah greetings everybody hi for those of you that say hi Me, I speak in tongues. I say, praise the Lord. (laughs) And I've been asked uh, a few times why, because we have a Spanish church, and they they ask, why do we say praise the Lord? Because it does sound strange that I say praise the Lord and you say praise the Lord. But it's kind of I don't I don't know what the proper term. It's it's a thing where I say. Praise the Lord. And you're kind of acknowledging, yeah, he ought to be praised. So you say, praise the Lord. It sounds silly, but everything about us is peculiar. And that's okay. It's okay. Praise God. I want to thank this church for inviting me, your pastor and his wonderful wife, Pastor and Sister Wyatt, thank you so much for inviting me. And you sent me uh, a beautiful basket of fruits and candy, too much candy. That's getting a a, a sister in trouble. (laughs) And and my favorites, too, white chocolate. I'm like, oh, Lord. And I thank you. Thank you for that. I'm going to take some home because... If my daughter finds out that I got white chocolate and I didn't share, you know, she'll disown me and all of that. Musicians, I want to thank you for your your ministry. Thank you for, for being here. I saw our musician in the back um, praying, and I said, yes. They're criticized for not praying enough, and that's true in some cases. But there are some that are the example, good example, and I thank you for that. Your ministry staff, you know who you are. Thank you for your hard work. All of the ladies that are here, all of our visitors, I just want to say thank you. Sister Wyatt, if no one else appreciates you being here, Sister Wyatt, stand. This is the first lady of this church. And you're doing a fine job. And the best is yet to come. Amen. Excuse me. Where thou goest, he is with me. And those of you that were here last night, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Praise God. Sister Scarlett, she can't drive. She's beautiful, but she can't drive. She's sweet and kind. And she can sing, but she can't drive. I didn't say it. She said it. And I kind of got a little glimpse of it. She can't drive. She scared me. 
I'm messing with her. <laughs> Praise God. Brother Scarlett, she, she started talking about you a little bit, and she said something that resonated with me because I have the same testimony. She said she's spoiled. And that's a good thing when a wife can say, I'm spoiled. And I have a husband who had the nerve to tell me I'm spoiled. <laughs> and I felt bad because I know I'm spoiled. My husband will take me to the store in the snow or the rain if I ask him to. And when we get to the store, and it doesn't matter what I want from the store, whether it's female products or whatever, he'll get out the car and go get it without me asking. He does it because it's raining or he doesn't want me tripping and falling in the snow. I'm spoiled. And he does this like it's a normal thing for him. I don't ask him to. We'll get there, and I've gotten to the point where I just sit there. Because he'll, he'll get out and just go, if he knows what I want, he'll just go, go get it. That's a good husband. And my daughters are spoiled. My son is spoiled. Anything that we need, this man will just go out of his way to make sure his family is happy. And I am blessed. And I thank God for that. I don't take any blessing lightly. I'm not going to go a little crazy. You, with the polka dot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stand up. You know why I asked her to stand up? I think she's gorgeous. I, I simply think she's gorgeous. Sit down. That's enough. That's enough. Enough toast for queen. <laughs> and you in the blue blouse back there rubbing your nose. Yes. The whole waistline thing that you got going on. Really? That's not even right. I remember. I just remember that. I don't I remember that, you know, it, it went somewhere. And there's a, there's a, I'm not going to say old lady, but she's older than I am, sitting in the back with a hat on. Miss Gorgeous. I mean, she came in here. I'm like, girl, she is fly. Yes. I, I love it when I see an elderly woman carry herself I says, imagine when you could stand up tall. No offense. But I imagine you looking at you right now, and I'm like, when she was younger, imagine. But you are, you are an example for someone to carry themselves proper. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And you, I'd like my dress back when you're finished tonight. <laughs> I told her last night, I only loaned it to you for tonight. <laughs> then she comes out with another one that I didn't even give her permission to wear. <laughs> you know, this, this is what church is all about. Church doesn't have to be boring. We had a long conversation today. And I said to her, you know, sometimes church can be boring. Church, Christianity 
can be boring. We have to deny ourselves some things, and we don't want to deny ourselves anything. So it can be boring if you have to keep dropping. But think about what's coming. Can't compare. Can't compare. So, Lord, have mercy on us and help us to be wise. Help us to be wise. Wow. He is amazing. He is amazing. I'm so in love with Jesus that it's a little scary sometimes. I have a daughter, an older daughter, and a younger. These girls have taken after me. I love to worship. It's just, I can go to church and have done that many times. Gone to church with migraine headaches, knees hurting, back hurting, just a mess. But once it's time to worship, you can never tell that I'm in so much pain. I'm running the aisles. I'm, I, I'm jumping. This is how I jump. That's it. That's the best I can do. And while I'm jumping like that, that's the best I can do. I've had knee surgery a few years back. That's the best I can do. But when I'm doing that in my mind, I'm saying, oh, Lord, if you just heal this knee, I can jump so high. But he doesn't heal it because in my heart I'm jumping. And we get upset. Do you know people backslide because God didn't answer a simple little prayer? Oh, he didn't heal me of a cold, so I'm leaving. And, and like I told you last night, God will just sit there and watch you leave. He's not going to force you to stay. Little kids trying to play their mamas. Oh, I'm leaving. You know, I don't love you. You don't love me. I don't like you anymore. I'm leaving. And a wise mother will say, come on, sweetheart, let me help you pack. <laughs> now, she'll help you pack, and she'll let you go out the door. But because you're so little, she won't let you go too far. She'll be hiding by the trees. And maybe the minute you get out of the house and on the sidewalk, she'll beat your little bottle. Get in the house. Because she loves you. So we can go ahead and be children and be foolish and, you know, it'll be our loss. He is amazing. There's no other love like this love. Do you know why church is full of women? We understand love. Women, we're seeking for a, a physical man in Jesus Christ. Everything we hear about this Jesus, we're seeking for a physical man in him. And that's why we're here because who could love us like that? Who could, could love us unto death? So we're seeking. Look in any church you go to. If there's two brothers, there's ten women. If there's twenty brothers, there's fifty women. We understand love. We're seeking for it. 
And if we can just get a hold of what his love means to us, if we can get a hold of that, everything will be all right. Some of us, our husbands came and left because we couldn't hear what God was saying. So we get frustrated. Again, we say, pay attention. I'm going to try my best not to miss the mark tonight. I want to talk to you about purpose, and I love your theme in his image. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I, I, I read the brochure, and I try to pay attention to every word. I didn't want to miss any important information. And I love character, purpose, and identity. So I'm going to do my best to use these three words and, 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 and minister to you. Tonight I want to talk about one of my favorite singers in the entire world. He's dead now. His name is Frank Sinatra. What song comes to your mind if you know anything about Frank Sinatra? Hmm? New York, New York. Anything else? My way. That's the one I'm going to talk talk about tonight. Before I do that, I need some volunteers, maybe three or four. Real quick, ladies. It's nothing that's going to bite you, I promise. And come here, Sister Beautiful. Yes, you. <laughs> She's like, me? Yes. Is it? Wow. Okay, you put that on, sweet daughter. Well, that's the mom that would like Okay. <laughs> I did it last night, and I felt convicted immediately because I know better, and you just did it. So I'm going to teach you something. And and you may not agree with me, but just think about it and you'll see immediately that I'm right. Okay. And the Bible teaches us. Every time you joke around, crack a joke, you tell a lie. Think about it. No, God did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cracked a joke last night and immediately I was I was convicted. Yes. Every time you tell a joke, you tell a lie. Think about it. Okay, let's move on. Amen. Okay, ladies, what I'd like for you to do is I don't want you to go back to your seat. In fact, some of you put the sign on the back and some on the front, please. Like, turn, put it behind you so I can see. Yes. So two on the back and two. Let's see. Turn around, Sister Beautiful. Okay, there you go. Okay. 
Okay. Um, what I'd like for you to do throughout the service, I don't want you to go back to your seat. I want you to just casually walk around the room and, and go to work. Just go do something. Touch the drums, you know, fix the tablecloth, pick up trash, do something. You're at work. Okay? Yes, yes. And, and you can sit every now and then and take a, a breather, but then without cue, you can just get up and just go do something. Okay? And um, we'll talk about you while you're at work. Amen, ladies? Are you ready? Praise God. My topic is willing, say willing, I'm willing to fulfill his purpose. Amen. Now, these ladies are at work. And we may use these signs again for something tomorrow. A different point of view or something, I don't know. But they're at work. And they're fulfilling a purpose. I just hired them. They're working for the Jesus company. They're, that's their uniform. And you know that you have the, what is that shirt, that polo shirt that, you know, companies give their employees with the logo and stuff on it. So they're wearing their logo, the Jesus logo. They're at work. So every time you see these ladies, what do you see? You see the sign that they're wearing. And it says Jesus. It identifies whose employees they are. It, there's, there's not much to it. It's just it identifies what company. Remember, we, we're used to malls these days, right? And within a mall, there's various types of businesses. And every business has their own employees. Just because you work at the mall doesn't mean you work for the same company Every company has their own, and you'll go through some of them wear uniforms and some don't. But those that do wear uniforms, you can usually tell what company they work for by just their uniform. Um, we, as Christians, every one of us should be on the payroll of Jesus Christ. You're not saved to keep the benches warm in the church. How many of you feel convicted when you're after church, you're walking around, you're greeting, and uh, you see a piece of tissue on the floor? How many feels convicted if they don't pick it up? Some of us couldn't care less. Something says, pick up the tissue. How many do this at home? Walk by trash on the floor and not pick it up or sweep it up. We don't. Even if we're in a hurry to run upstairs for something, when we come back down, we'll pick it up at some point. I pick it up because my family won't. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you know, I can leave something very important anywhere they won't touch it 
So sometimes when I feel lazy, I'll leave something that I really should put it away, but I'm lazy right now. I don't want to be bothered, so I leave it because I know they're not going to touch it. When I leave my house, I make sure my dishes are clean because if I'll come back, (laughs) it'll be there. They're not going to touch it. Now, that's not all the time, but there's times when I know I'll come back and these dishes will be there. Because they know no matter how long they stay there, mom's going to get to it at some point. So maybe I've spoiled a few people myself. But these ladies represent all of us. Women at work. Somebody say, Christians at work. Christians at work. That's what they represent. Notice they're doing different tasks. I gave them instructions, and I didn't give them specific. I said, you do this, you do that. I said, do whatever needs to be done around this room, and that's what they're doing. It's kind of like if the Lord didn't call you to be a pastor, then you really should be picking up the tissue on the floor. Not every church can afford to hire a maintenance person. And you put the tissue there yourself. You left your water bottle on the floor after church. You left your Bible, your books. You left your children's whatever, toys. It's our church. It's our home. This is where we worship. There was a time the house of God was honored. Women wouldn't come to church looking any in any kind of way, dress any kind of way. But now, there was a time I remember when I was a little girl, if we used to say the parson. Those of you that understand that, if you're from down south or Jamaica or, or even uh, born and raised here, we used to say the parson. They didn't say pastor. It was the parson. Go to Midwest, any country, Hicktown, they'll say the parson. Even today, a lot of people say the parson. If the parson was walking by your house or was coming to visit, the women in the home, they would make sure that they looked a certain way. And they're in their own house because the respect for the man of God. It's different today. Everything has changed. You can't even get people to do the simplest things in church. No one wants to be bothered. Sometimes you have the same people doing everything. Not because they want to do everything, but there's not a whole lot of people willing to participate. So we'll overload this person and that person. And and, and you've heard of the 80-20. And, and sometimes even in the home, it's the same way. Mom's doing everything. Or dad's doing everything. Or big sister's doing everything. But how many of us want a reward, a eternal life? How many of us? Nobody? Just me? You're only going to get what you put in. I believe you said that tonight. You're only going to get out what you put in. 
Christians at work. Frank, dear Frank, Frank says, and now I should sing it for you, but then y'all would have to help me. So sometimes I may break into song. Frank Sinatra says, I did it my way. He says, and now the end is near. Sounds like a death, doesn't it? Like a person that has done it. They've lived their lives. And now the end is near. That's how the song starts. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. Let's put your glasses on. I state my case of which I'm certain. He says, I, in this song, 23 times. This is a man that is not hired by anybody. Did it his way. He says, I I state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. I've traveled each and every highway. Notice some of the words that he uses. Doesn't, 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 don't you remember some words in the scriptures? The devil is a liar. He will call, he will deceive you in the most unique way. He says, I've traveled each and every highway, but more Much more than this. This is a braggadocious more, much more than this. I did it my way. Regrets? I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do. The devil is a liar. Had to do, he says, and saw it through without exemption. I did what I had to do, and I saw it through without exemption. I planned each chartered course. I don't know about you, but my God has a plan for me. A plan better than any plan I could come up with. Frank says, I planned each chartered course. Each careful steps along, here we go again, the byway. And more, much more than this. I did it my way. He's proud. He's braggadocious. And, and this is not just about Frank. This song has been recorded by the biggest stars throughout the world. You just have, you know it through him because he's the one that made it famous. But it's a song that 
the biggest of, of stars, Celine Dion, all of them, Julio Iglesias, the biggest stars, they've all recorded it. What I love about musicians are, is they understand what they're singing. They under, this is why they do such a fabulous job. Have you ever heard Whitney Houston sing, the girl is a beast? People that don't understand what they're doing cannot express the way that they do. When they sing, have you heard Fantasia? Oh, my. I don't like to say, oh, my God. It's a thing that I have a thing against saying that. So I always say, oh, my goodness. Forgive me, Lord. I don't have much goodness. But, oh, my goodness. Fantasia. Oh. Fantasia. Fantasia is a double, triple, quadruple beast. She has this thing when she starts to sing within a few moments into the song because remember they understand what they're singing fantasia gets to she starts a song and she she has this thing it's her signature move she does this with her shoulder and once you see that little shoulder wait a minute wait for it wait for it here it comes this girl lets loose what's wrong with us are we serving the true and living God? How much song is he singing about us? We sing about how good he is. He's the one that died for us. What's wrong with us? Where's our commitment to him? Brother Scarlett, what's wrong with us? What is wrong? Martin says, and I'm sorry about all these TV characters, but I have this thing that I heard Martin says. And I say it all the time to my family. When my husband gets a little crazy, I said, what the problem is? <laughs> because it's, it's some things you just have to go there. I say, what the problem is? When I'm driving and somebody cuts me off, I say, what the problem is? You know? These people understand what they're doing. They made a bargain for fame and fortune. And they don't hold back. When they get on stage, the devil is happy with them. He's pleased with their performance. He is pleased. I wish I could see these people in the church. They all came out of the church. And trust me, when they were in the church, they weren't so dedicated. But this this thing about working for the kingdom. I need two more volunteers. Well, just one more volunteer. Sister Scarlett, please. And I'm sorry, you're my, you're my good friend, but you, you ended up getting, because you didn't come up earlier. Let's see. So now I'm going to pick on you. This is what some of us want. We don't want something solid and, 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 and sturdy and, and, you know, there's no mistake in this. You look at this and you have to say, what does that say? You know, we don't want anybody to know that we are Christians. We don't want to be recognized. So we put something on some kind of Jesus. You know, this is some kind of Jesus. 
just because it's got all the flowers and, and all the, you know, we, we, we just, this is, we just want to do it our way. So the world looks at us and, and they have to squint and say, what kind of Jesus is, is, what does that say? Kanye West say, Jesus. I am Jesus. That's what the pretty flowers. It's so fragile. That's it. You wet this and it melts away. It's just a tissue. No substance to it. It's made to wipe you know what and then some. Wipe your mouth. Wipe your hands. Wipe your ears. Just wipe. But we, we just want to walk around with a little something, something that looks like, no, Jesus is genuine. I can see him far away. I can see him up close. There's no mistake in what this says. It says made by Jesus. And we should always be proud. Wherever we go, we should all, the world shouldn't have to squint. And try to figure us out. They should know right away when they see you. They don't have to perceive anything about you. They can tell. And if they have to perceive, they need to not make a mistake who you are. Not make a mistake who you are. We're so uh, quick to, to run back to what he brought us out of. The script, the, the song says, he, he brought me out. Why would Jesus want to bring you out if what, where you were wasn't bad? You may say, well, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm an educated woman. I didn't have any problems. I'm good. I grew up in a good family, good home, you know. But you're a sinner. You're going to die one day. And if you don't have the Lord, you're going to go to hell. It's plain and simple. There's, there's, there's nothing, no way around it. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You're either in or you're out. You're either up or you're down. You're either black or you're white. You're either right or you're wrong. You're either left or you're right. You can't have it your way and go to heaven. You can't serve the world and the church. You just can't do it. First of all, how many people you see in the world trying to be a Christian? They're not trying to be a Christian. Nobody that is a sinner who is having a good old-fashioned time is trying to be a Christian. They're happy where they are until they hear the word of salvation. And if their heart is right and, and, and wise and is of good ground, they will run to the Lord. Why come to the Lord if you don't intend to stay? He says, there's a scripture in Romans, it says, we are not of those that the apostle was writing to one of the churches. He says, we are not of those who draw back unto perdition, unto ruin, unto destruction. We are not of those who run back 
Turn back. Backslide. Go back to ruin. If you go back, you are going back to ruin. The Lord says, if you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. You're not fit for the kingdom. Sister Scarlett and I, we were talking today about the Lord and this and that. And, 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 and we, we touched closely on, on, on this subject. We're not fit for the kingdom. If, if you repent, do you know that God doesn't have to forgive you? He said it. It's in his word. He says, I will forgive whomever I choose to forgive. That's a scary thing. Judas, Iscariot, he betrayed Jesus. Did you know he didn't have to? When, when he came to Jesus, Jesus says, friend, have you ever meant wrong by somebody and they gave you a, 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 an out? They started treating you right, not knowing that you came to do harm to them or that you're talking bad about them. And here they are being nice to you, happy to see you, not knowing you just crucified them. And because they're being so nice, you felt convicted and, 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 and you, you tried to maybe fix what you just did because, oh my God, I didn't realize she felt that way about me. She likes me. She loves me. And here I am, you know, behind her back. I'm setting her up. That's what Jesus did, tried to do for, for Judas. He said, friend, Judas came with the soldiers, got his little money in his pocket and he came his job was to let the soldiers know who jesus was and jesus and his disciples they were praying well jesus was praying the disciples were sleeping <laughs> but when they came judas was supposed to walk up to jesus and say i got my money there he is and when he came to jesus jesus says Friend, how comest thou? What do you want, friend? When Jesus called him friend, Sister Wyatt, that was his cue. That was his cue to step back. Because the Lord came willing to fulfill the purpose to save us. He came willing. Nobody had to betray him. He would have given his life by himself. He would have surrendered when they asked the question, the soldiers asked when they came, which one of you is Jesus? Jesus says, I am he. This was before Judas, read your Bible, this was before Judas pointed him out. And still Judas missed the mark and pointed him out, kissed him, the kiss of death. And Judas went and hung himself because the scripture says he sought, he looked he felt bad after the fact. And he went to repent. He wanted God to forgive him for what he just did. And he couldn't find a place of repentance. He felt the rejection of God. Are you kidding me? I don't ever want to experience feeling rejected by God. But we need to be reminded that he's not obligated to forgive us. 
So every time we sin, we are out of the body of Christ because the body of Christ cannot sin. Did you know that? Every time we say something wrong, do something wrong, think something wrong, we step out of the body of Christ in that moment. The body of Christ cannot sin. Read John, the book of John, not St. John, the book of John. It's close to Revelation. It tells you plain, he that is in Christ, don't sin, cannot sin. So we take a lot of chances. And the reason why the Lord is so merciful to us is because he's invested in us. He invested his own blood. When people invest someone else's money, they can play the fool. But when it's their money on the line, they will fire you in a minute. You're not working for me because I'm losing money. You don't know how to be on time for work. You don't do your job when you get here. You want to go hide and, and, and take a smoke or, or take a nap or whatever it is that you do. And then I got to pay you? When your boss finds out that you're playing around, he will fire you. She will fire you. Jesus invested his own blood. And therefore, not just because of his blood, this man loves us. Somebody say, even me. Even me. Remember last night I said all of us have a story to tell. And if we, even, we don't even like to tell our own story to ourselves. We don't like to remind ourselves where we've come from. I told Sister Scarlett today, I said, I said, I got saved at 16. And I did things before I was 16 that I don't tell anybody. And I wasn't considered a bad girl. When I look back, I saw how naive I was and, and, and how God stepped even in those situations. Thank God they weren't many, but how he stepped in and got me out. Things that I don't want to tell anybody. Even me. He loves even me, sister. Even me. Invested his own blood. What kind of love is this? And what do we do? We play the fool. We want to just continue to do what we do. We don't want to be told how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, nothing. We just want to do it our way. I want you all to listen to the rest of this song. The song says, yes, there were times... I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all. And I stood tall and did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed and cried. I've had my fill, my share of losing. And now, as tears subside, that's kind of weird, that statement. Here I am, I'm bragging about, you know, how I took life 
that bull by the horn and I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all. I stood tall and did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed, I've cried, I've had my fill and my share of losing. Remember in the upper part of the song, he says, it was too few to mention. My disappointments, too few to mention. Because my goal is to brag and to let you know. I'm successful in life, and I did it my way. Here he goes. This, this verse makes no sense. The beginning, and now as tears, what tears? You did it your way. You, you lived a full life. Isn't that what you said? The devil is a liar. He deceives you. But he's telling the truth without realizing how the devil will will make you brag and still show yourself up at the same time. And now his tears subside. I find it all so amusing. Excuse me? What's amusing? What's amusing? You live in your life your way. Don't want to hear anything from anybody. You're just going to be your own God. What's amusing about that? In this world where you didn't make yourself, you didn't create yourself, you have a place to brag about doing life your way, you have to answer to someone one day. I find it all so amusing. Listen to this. This verse of the song, I, the first time I read it, I, I almost lost it because I love Frank Snatcher. I don't listen to his music. I wasn't always in the church, so of course I know what, what the, that he exists and so on and so forth. But I read this, these, these words. I was studying for a message, and I, I read these words, and I couldn't believe what I was reading. Listen to this. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think. I did all that, and may I say, not in a shy way, not in a shy way. Here's a question he asks. He says, for what is a man? What has he got if not himself? Then he has not. To say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. Do you get what I'm saying? Not the words of one who kneels. He's mocking Christians and everyone that would bow to God, bow to a higher power. What is a man if he can't say the things he truly feels? What is a man if, 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 he, if, he, if he can't be himself? What has he got if he can't be himself? To say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. I want to kneel. I want to kneel. I want my heart to kneel before God. I want my soul to kneel before God. He says, the record shows. I took the blows and did it my way. He's going to have to listen to this song on the day of judgment. Because the scripture tells me that everyone 
must all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Frank did it his way. He made a determination. I will not bow. I am not going to be one that kneels. I will not speak the words of one who kneels. And so many people have sung this song. And there's some of us in the church that won't kneel. We won't work for him. We will not work for him. We don't want to be recognized. We just want to come. We just want to play church. We like the music. We like the pastor. We like the pastor's wife, her big hat. We like to see what she's wearing. I have a friend. One day she said to me not too long ago, she says, I just come to these things to see what you're wearing. I said, girl, you're a mess, a hot mess. But that's what, that's what some of us do. We, we come for the fishes and the loaves, the excitement of being among the brethren. But let pastor call for a day of fasting. Let him say we have a special three days of fasting coming. Four, five out of 50 people. Four or five will show up. Maybe seven. And, and, and I don't know if you understand how important you are to the process. Because when just a few shows up, the few that shows up, they struggle. It's a struggle. Because the entire body is not there. How can your foot do the work of the entire body? So if it's just the foot that shows up, there's a struggle to get this fast together. God cannot answer these prayers that only the foot is praying. The entire body must be present. It's the work of the kingdom. We said it last night that it's not every woman, it's a lady that has to show up at this wedding. Not a woman. All of us are women. But the lady, the one that has been proven, she shows up. She's the one that's going to get it. But we, we just don't get it. We don't understand. We are important. When God said, to Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? Today's women will say, excuse me? What am I, a chop liver? That's what today's Eve will say. What am I, a chop liver? What do you mean, Adam, where are you? Adam was not made for Eve. She was made as a gift to him. And you need to understand, it's all about the man. The world has been telling us that, but we fight against it. We want women's rights. It's all about the man. When, when it comes to God, it's all about the man. What you need to understand is that you are in the man. You are in the man. The man is in God. And when, when, when I say the man is in God, if you are in the man, then we both are in God. But again, I tell you, understanding, having understanding is what we all need. You need to understand. There's no need to fight against the man and the man against the woman. 
When he created man, he thought, did he make Eve so Adam can have a beautiful chick on his arm? No. He made Eve because Adam was lonely. She was a gift to him. You are a gift. Not only did he say, uh, you're a gift, he says you will be his helpmate. It's not a subservient position. It's an honor. He could have made some animal and gave it to, to Adam. Maybe a strong horse or something. But he wanted somebody that could relate to Adam. Adam was a living soul. Not only did he, God didn't just grab some mud and clay and whatever and just throw something together. He took a part of Adam and made us. So doesn't that tell you that we are as important to God? Because if Adam was made for God and we're a part of Adam, what the problem is? We need to have understanding. You have to work for this company with understanding. We all want to go to heaven. We all want to be blessed. But we don't want to do the work. He gave us pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets and and. and, and, and it's for the perfecting of the saints. So whatever is going on, if, if there's teaching to teach us how to live and how to walk right and, and, and be right before God, what the problem is? Our, it's easy because we don't even have to go figure it out for ourselves. We have a pastor. His job is to study and, and, and pray and, and come and deliver the word. In the Old Testament, there was a time the children of Israel, they had a fit because Moses went up to the mountain and took forever to come back. And they wanted a word from God. We get a whole schedule. We don't even have to, man, I wonder when pastors come into church. We know he's going to be there on Sunday and on Thursday and on Wednesday. We know he's going to be there. Some of us don't even pray for him to make sure he's well. Do you know the Lord says, pray one for another that you may be healed? If you're not praying for your leaders, do you know prayer is work? It's work. You actually have to humble yourself in order to pray. When you have to apologize to somebody, especially if you're dead wrong, it's kind of hard. You're not looking forward to it because you have to humble yourself to do it. It's like praying. Sometimes you don't want to pray. And when you force yourself and push yourself and make yourself, once you get into that place and the prayer begins and you push yourself and push yourself, what I love about God, he cares about us. You start praying even though you don't feel like it. You keep going. And because he sees your heart, sister spells, that you're, you're willing and you want to get in his presence, he just shows up. After a while, you can just feel him. And you wonder, why were you not wanting to get here? But he gave us a gift. And this gift turns out to look like a curse to us. 
this thing about choice. We get to choose whether we serve God or not. Even though he died for us, we still get to choose if we will serve him or not. All the Jamaicans, raise your hand so I can know if I can say this. You're not wanting to be Jamaican back there. <laughs> I can't say it because the rest of you may not understand understand my term terminology because you're not the majority. God has done his part. He's done his part. Are we stupid or are we wise? I don't like to use fancy words sometimes because we don't talk fancy words in our everyday life. Sometimes you say a certain word that people are not normally uh, uh, used to and they look at you like, you're so bougie. Who do you think you are? And, and, and you're not trying to be anything. It's just a word. But they're not used to it. I learned a word when I was in college. It's called chagrin. means embarrassed. And when I learned the word, when I learned the word, I began to hear the news people using it. Had I not learned the word, I wouldn't have even recognized the word chagrin. If you say to my chagrin to a friend, meaning to my embarrassment, they'd look at you like, huh? My show what? <laughs> God has done his part. Just because we have the power to choose doesn't mean we should be foolish when we choose. Let's not act like foolish people. Let's be wise. Everything that we need to know about this deal, it's a deal. We were on our way to hell, not because we did anything wrong, but because we were born and shaped in sin. Born and shaped in it. So there was no other recourse for you but to die and go to a devil's hell. I remember growing up and hearing my uncle preaching. He was my pastor growing up. And I remember hearing day in and day out, Jesus died for you. And I remember saying, why? Why? And I felt guilty because he died for me and I was supposed to do something for him. I was supposed to give my life to him. I didn't want to give my life to him. Why should I give him my life? I didn't ask him to die for me. This is what my little mind was saying. Lack of understanding. When you don't understand, it's a dangerous thing. It's dangerous to not understand what's going on around you and in you and by you and for you. This is why if, if you're a little girl and, and, and you're left with millions of dollars, you've got to have the presence of mind, somebody in your corner that will look out for you because there's a shark 
His name is a lawyer, a shark that will be ready to take care of you and proxy you and be your power of attorney and all of that. Because you don't understand that you've got millions of dollars. You are rich. Understanding. If Jesus didn't die for us, we would have to die. When I say die, I mean go to hell. Burn and live in fire and brimstone for everlasting to everlasting. Hell is not what you see on TV. It's not on TV they'll show you hell where you're sitting at the bar and you're chilling and you're rapping and you're having a conversation. And you, you're, you're even making jokes about the man upstairs. No. We are living souls. If Jesus didn't die, we would have to die an everlasting death. Living in hell is not a death. It's called an everlasting death. But it's not you laying in a box forever and ever having bad dreams. You are living in death with all the maggots that comes with a decaying body. With all the terrifying uh, spirits, evil spirits with you every hour, every minute of the day. There's no going shopping. You are living in fire and brimstone. You can feel the hurt of the fire. But you cannot die. Your soul will not die. You are living in hell. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Am I being too graphic, too scary? You are, your soul is living in hell. So when we die here, our bodies go back to the earth. And within three to four days, it begins to decay. And it goes away back into the earth. But our bones remain there. Your soul goes back to the Lord. For the waiting for the day of judgment. When the judgment comes, he gets to decide. We have made our choice here. Some of us are doing our Christian walk our way. We've charted our own course. We've lived, we've loved. We've done it all. And not in a shy way. I was the best dressed at my church. Not in a shy way. I showed up to church when I felt like it. Not in a shy way. Pastor said, five, seven days, I did too because that's what I felt like doing. They can't tell me I didn't participate because I did it my way. And we just carry on and we just, we just don't get it. But yet we want to go to heaven. Who's heaven? He says, fear not him that is able to, to kill the body. But fear him that is able to kill body and soul. Your soul is a thing that cannot die. You know why? Because it's a part of God. But when Eve and Adam sinned, they sold all their children to come. That's you and I. They sold us. 
to the slave master, the devil. That's why Jesus had to die. He became a ransom. We were kidnapped. We were kidnapped by the devil and his angels. And in order for God to get his children back, somebody had to die. This is why throughout the Old Testament, you see the priests killing cows and bullocks and pigeons and and goats and sheep, trying to appease the wrath of God. But those things, their blood was not pure enough. Not everlasting. So every year they had to do it over. And every year they had to do it over. God was so careful and so mindful of his people that he gave instructions. He says, you, you're rich. Give her an animal. She doesn't have enough to to, to sacrifice. And if she doesn't have a sacrifice, she will die. Her family will die. So God says, those of you that have more, give to those that are poor. Because every family had to bring a sacrifice to the priest. But then there was a promise made that one day, remember when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac? The reason why God didn't allow Abraham to physically kill Isaac was because in his heart the boy was dead. Abraham loved God so much and trusted him so much that his only son, and God had the nerve to point out to him, he says, I want you to sacrifice, kill your son, thine only son. Like the boy, the man don't know that's his only son that he waited on for 25 years. And now he's, he's a teenager. My plans for him, I'm excited to marry him off one day and have grandchildren and to fulfill the promise that you gave me that I would have children the sands of the seashore, and now you're telling me to kill him? It doesn't make any sense. But God always has a plan. And, and, and when Adam, Abraham went and tied the boy up and, 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 and Isaac was so, so Jesus-like, this boy was a teenager, strong. And he let this old man tie him up. Just how Jesus did it. He came and sacrificed his own life. He allowed us to tie him to a cross, nail him to a cross. He is God Almighty, and yet he allowed us to nail him. Willingly, he gave his life for us so we can have church. So we can have church and and cut each other with our words and our eyes and the rest of it. So we can have church and dress up. So we can have church and, and brag about it and, and, and say, well, my church is a mega church and my pastor is Reverend, so, Reverend Dr. Uh, a, a apostle uh, so-and-so. And I saw a name on a church one day. It landed from there to there. I said, oh, my goodness. Every title behind this man's name, um, abbreviations or those things, you know, H P H D. All he had so many things. I didn't even know what those things meant. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about us. But we say it, but we don't live it. 
It's like we really don't believe it. And that's why we're in trouble, people. Look at your name and say, you're in trouble, girl. You're in trouble. It, 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 it comes to the point where we have to understand that only you can save yourself. It's, it's, it's high time that we begin. It, we're at the hour in our salvation in the time frame of God right now that you may have to leave some people out. There's a scripture that says, come out from among them and be separate. I'm already out of the world, so it can't be the world he's telling me to come out from among. It can't be the world he's telling me to come out. I'm, I've been out of the world. have no desire to go back and be in the world because the world is in the church. And, 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 and I see pastors' wives these days doing some things that, oh, my Lord, we can't even teach the young women anymore anything because we're doing it. Come out from among them. The church within the church needs to come out. Because he says no spot, no wrinkle. So if I have to tell the sister, talk to the hand, she's going to get upset at me. But sister, I, I got I to gotta go. I, I, I got to go. I hear the I hear the calling. You know, I, I only have a little bit of oil in my lamp and I can't share it. I gotta go. I just have enough oil for myself. I cannot share it with you. Because every time you get with a sister that's not right, she's taking a little bit of your oil. She's taking a little bit of your oil. And when the bridegroom comes, you can't go because you don't have enough oil to get to where he is. This Holy Ghost that we have, you've got to keep it alive. And it's in theory that I mean. The Holy Ghost is not. you're shouting and you're doing all of this and you don't even know it's the music that you're dancing to there's no holy ghost in you anymore no holy ghost anointing it's just the music i watched us tonight i watched some of the sisters and i was just smiling some of the young girl oh they got the moves they got the move you miss cutie over there she was so cool they were playing the music and I promise you, this is how much she was moving. <laughs> just very, just so gentle. You couldn't, but because I know the moves, I saw them. And, and she, she barely moved, but you could see. I was like, girl, you got rhythm. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And you, we won't talk about you. But we've got rhythm. And we know the moves. We know the sound of this world. We know the sound of this world. When the world cries, we, we look. You're not supposed to look. You're not supposed to look. When you're lost in the Lord, if your life is hid with Christ in God, you can't hear the world when he calls on you. 
because your life is hid with Christ in God. Jesus always knew what his purpose was. Do you know how many times the world tried to...